Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast 378. Full studio today, which is Coming always live nice. from San Diego Comic Con, we wish. No, yeah, none of us have that kind of money. Live from the San Diego Comic Con website. Yeah. <laughs> live from the San Diego Comic Con satellite office in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> Watching some of our friends be there I know. and posting shit pisses from me Facebook. Off. Yes. <laughs> yes. But good for them, does. but also it pisses me off. Most of them were there for work, so super good for them, right? I'll go there for work. <laughs> I want to experience it one day. That is a goal that yeah. I've told myself. I feel like that's just list. a bunch of anxiety waiting to happen because it's so crowded and hot and... Okay. Anyway. Um, lots of news from it. Lots of news from San Diego Comic-Con. Some quick and dirty reviews of comic books this yeah. week. So, you know, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast 378, Charles and the Chocolate Factory. Sounds kind of dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, what's going on with your chocolate factory? <laughs> Did you have to go up a hill? It's me. Yeah. Ugh. But then it's going to go downhill when I go. That's true. There's lots of hills up and down, and this one right here was scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bailed for the fir- ten, first, ten, uh, first 10 feet. I just bailed. I was like, well, that's way too fast. Yeah. So I walked down a little bit, and then I was like, I regret that's not like going this, down the whole thing because like it was awesome. of a hill. Like, what? That one? Oh, no, yeah. dude. On a skateboard, it's totally different. I'm telling you. And the, it starts wobbling and stuff. That's oh. the thing, it's the shake. No, 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 yeah. there's, there's debris all over the place. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's true, too, yeah. That's, Your road is a that's mess. That's why. I, just, yeah. I, was, just, I didn't know how I was going to be, so I don't want to get stuck in a situation where I have to bail <laughs> and I'm going too fast, and it's just because of a stick. Um, he face plants, he comes in, road rash all down the side of his face. <laughs> just the podcast. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Wins the internet. There's a, uh, the... The street that goes uh, Fulton, going down into the city. When mm-hmm. I used to work from home, I would work downtown sometimes. And I considered getting one of those bikes that's, like, electric-powered by your pedaling. And going down the hill, the pedals would charge that bad boy. And then when I had to go back, I'd get to the hill and just go... Nice. Up to the top of the hill. And then I never did. I'd be good. I've thought of that, too. And then I was like, eh. Yeah. Too expensive. So I found a not expensive mixer we're gonna have some better sound coming on in here okay and this was a fiasco from hell so i ordered it like three three weeks ago i feel maybe even a month ago and it was supposed to arrive this past monday well it didn't it's gonna give shipping an extra day until i you know start looking into it and then tuesday i then looked into it and i noticed an email from the company saying oh we're all out at our u.s warehouse of this we can ship it from our Chinese warehouse. However, you need to send us $15 for shipping, plus use this weird Bitcoin-type app to pay us in it. Fuck that shit. Yep. <laughs> I was like, no, you guys are going to send it to me because that's what I bought this. Yeah. And I'm not paying this extra. Well, then I'm thinking, God, it's going to take another two months to get from from China sure. with slow-ass shipping. So then I went to PayPal and tried to um, refute the purchase. Saying they're trying to extort me extra 15 bucks and all that. Then they kind of go, whoa, 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 we'll refund you. So at least I got the funds back. But yeah. now it's on to search for another mixer. 
kind of sad because I was really looking forward to having better sound. Yeah. What can you do for a Klondike bar? I don't know if our fans would be able to handle us at like full... HD? HD sound. (laughs) Coming at you. (laughs) Surround sound and... Get the THX music started. <laughs> oh, um, so it's San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. And there is a lot of news coming out of it. So we are going to actually have a just a lot of news in this, a lot less reviews. I'm going to quick power going through some of those. Uh, yeah, and yeah. we're just kind of going, going to go all around. First thing, though, before we quick get into some comic book reviews, I kind of want to talk about uh, Kyoto Animation Studios okay. and how devastating that was. Um, over in Japan, they are one of the best anime industry um, studios in the world. Mm-hmm. One big thing that most uh, people who follow the actual animation side or even within um, gameplay coding... Most people in those industries, slave labor, pretty much get paid little to pennies on the dime. Mm-hmm. This company has been great in paying their animators, which is why they're... I mean, I don't want to judge other studios and how they pay, but there's you know correlation between a great studio and how they've all... They're like family. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's true for any industry. You pay your workers like shit and you don't get good work yep there's uh i it's i forget which one it is it's basically like uh an anime about people combining dna with like um animal other different animals tigers whatever but monkey no well kind of it's kind of like (laughs) not one of those thank god (laughs) um but at the end it's notorious because the last episode of the show the animators basically quit because of the working environment and it is total shit like the episode animation and you're just like what is happening it's just (laughs) really really bad in comparison to the rest of the show because of that and unfortunately there is a person there who felt his ideas were being stolen and set fire to the place ended up killing i want to say last that i saw 33 people i mean for an animation studio i don't know who they're the animators, if they were, you know, counting or how that worked, but ultimately this place devastated. I know uh, the current uh thirty four in the hospital, thirty four dead right now. Wow. Yeah. And it was basically everyone from the office. So it was like business people, animators, drawers, everything. Um yeah, Disney animators have reached out, um, you know, pretty much everyone's outpouring. Um, right now, their president is considering <coughs> demolishing that studio and turning it into Memorial Park, which would be great. Um, what's the... I forget what the show is now. It's a new f- firefighter shows. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to look it up. But... Um, I forget what the name <coughs> of it is. They were originally... It's a new anime that just came out. Like The third episode is going to premiere. Mm. was supposed to this week. Uh, about a group of firefighters that have kind of some mystical superpowers. And watch Fire Force. Fire Force. Yeah. They, in light of this, with the tragic fire, have decided they're going to put their, you know, showing of their episodes on hold, probably for another week or two, just in Hmm. solidarity and support. Um, So that's something that totally 
sucks and our heart goes out to all those affected by that tragedy let's quick get into some book reviews before we get into hardcore news charles start us off news wise no book wise oh book wise okay sorry <laughs> I was like, um so i was trying to read about what you were just talking about and i was, wasn't catching anything um okay so i did a uh, silver surfer black number two fuck i forgot to read that <laughs> that was one damn it okay What'd you think? Uh, it was me. just as amazing and colorful and fun and uh, fluid, you know? Um, the first one really, you know, blew me out of the water when it came to, you know, showing the inside of a black hole and this, like, crazy traveling. In this one, um, the uh, the portrayal is he, he travels faster than the speed of light. That's what they refer to when he travels. Um, so, as you remember, like, uh, he was, he's, like, held by the, um, like, Lord Null or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. yep. That's how it starts, uh, and all he does is recall the first time he's ever met this Null, which happened, you know, long, long time ago. He had visited like the symbiote uh, planet, and basically the symbiote planet was holding uh, this Null guy, like sort of captive, but it also wanted to kill him, but it couldn't kill him, kind of thing. It was kind of, kind of confusing, confusing, but um, chaos. Uh, so the last time he had visited, he basically um, like just fucked him up, right? He fucked up, uh, Silver Surfer fucked up Null, like oh. made him bleed, right? So this time, I think he wants revenge, and he takes some of the symbiote and puts it on the Silver Surfer, and the Silver Surfer looks amazing, let me just say, and mm. his, little, his little surfboard looks crazy cool, too. I don't know how to describe it, he looks like an insect, or like an alien. But then, uh, which, which became like a mind control thing for Surf, Silver Surfer, he, so he started talking about, like, what are you gonna do for me? He's like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill the light for you. And then out of nowhere comes this like beam of energy, and this uh, voice to Silver Surfer like, uh, you know, I'm gonna get you out of here, and basically Silver Surfer gets escapes. But he talks about like this cold thing that's on him or within him or something like that. I think the symbiote is still with him. Mm. <clears throat> this Null guy gets this like huge dragon cat-faced blue tongue creature. It's pretty cool looking to uh, to chase him. Right, he's like riding this thing. And the Silver Surfer uh, is realizes he's right behind him, traveling at the fastest speed of light. He turns around, he creates another star inside of the. Uh, inside Damn, of he's the, just like creating stars left and right. He creates it right inside of the creature, and it, like it's just a blur. blur. It's, it's pretty cool looking. Um, and then uh, he basically he's being told where to go. Right, this voice in his head. And first I thought it was um, Galactus, but then it referred to him as the Herald or, or Herald of Galactus, or whatever. And we, he arrives at the place, right? Um, he sort of escaped from Null. And he, like, shows up to this big planet is talking to him. He's like, hi, my name is Ego. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kind of coincides with some shit that I saw within... God, now I'm forgetting it. There was... I think it was in a Thor book. Or it might have been that random... Avengers comic that had a bunch of different sneak peeks of things going on where Avengers BC and everything where there was the Necrosword was within Ego and yeah it had been a Thor because it was a future Loki that then got the Black Blade anyways uh, Ego was getting turned into uh, pretty much a symbiote type thing Ego is one of my favorite weird Cowboy creatures because he's a giant fucking planet 
he could pretty much eat any you know starship, but then all of a sudden humans could somehow land on him and beat him. And so I, I'm thinking that um, uh, Ego has like is um, getting Silver Surfer to come help him, and he says, uh, "Shall we kill a god?" Which is referring to a no, I think. I think they both have some kind of um, interesting. I love the I love the art that they're able to take anytime the symbiotes get involved. Yeah, because you're able to like let's just. Mutate the Go heck crazy. out of this character and yeah. do whatever. Well, art in this is fucking fabulous to begin with. Just wild and weird. Mm-hmm. At least right in the middle where he gets the symbiote suit on him. Yeah. Yeah, he gets that. I saw the board. It's kind of like a yeah, it's, tentacles almost. It's like a flower. Kinda weird. What fun? Shrubbery. That was like repeated a lot on the symbiote planet. Like this yeah. flowery oh. teeth thing. Don't yeah. you really love Silver Surfer? Yeah, I do. Oh, do you though? Because you're not reading it. <laughs> no, I just told. You. <laughs> Busy doing other things. You know what? I took care of it, bro. I meant to, and I totally forgot. <laughs> I was so uh, excited. I don't listen, know if your if problem you is, really but... loved it. Would you? Would you have forgotten? Yeah. I would go back in time and read that, and I do my Bitcoin <laughs> thing that I wanted to do. Oh, um, all right. So, guess I don't need to read it now. Charles told me all about oh, it. It's I've, still worth it. For I the still art. think Boy, it's. Yeah. <laughs> well, just to take in the visuals more than anything, because Jesus. Yeah, that's one you got to read slow. That way you can like scan the page. Yeah, I love this because I, I have no idea what's gonna happen next. Yeah, like, it's so unpredictable. It's just crazy fun. Cool. I love that. All right, my quick reviews. Excellent number three. I. I keep on reviewing it, but it is, and I can't not How review it by it saying it's just, it's just excellent. <laughs> um, Loki number one, also a fun read. Um, that's all I'll say that. And then I guess last but not least, where I get to, oh, um, I've thoroughly been enjoying X-Force. X-Force number 10 just came out. I honest, I don't think I've honestly talked about the series yet, this new iteration I was not a fan of like the first couple issues art, but then it, I got used to it, and then it seemed like they changed the artist. I'm fairly certain because it' a bit different than what it started off as. But ultimately, the story got me past the art. Sometimes there may be books where you're just like, "God, this is dragging on a bit. I can't understand it," or you're just looking at it and you're like, "This doesn't seem to fit with the dialogue." But all in all, X Force is the best of X books. I feel. Until we get to booze in a book when I talk about what's in the future of that. Linz, what'd you get? Oh, I read one other one that I know you read, too. Yeah, The Age of X-Man Omega, which is the wrap-up of The Age of X-Man. Which I kind of fell off. There's so many books, so I kind of fell off reading all of them. But I, I wanted to, like, see what the conclusion was. So I just read the conclusion. And it concluded the way most X-Men stories conclude. Where things... Everyone realizes that they can't have the perfect world and that they need to go back to their normal world. To their imperfect world. Yeah, so they go. I, I mean, I will say this. <laughs> so they go uh, back. I did, I did read most of all the books, but then a couple of them I didn't catch back up on. And I thoroughly enjoyed how this story was written. What I didn't like was the ending conclusion of and we just reset back to this didn't matter. Although they did a little 180 where they were trying to explain this isn't a different universe, which have to do with time travel and right. it's just there. He's like, it's, it's like, like a, a, pocket, a pocket 
pocket dimension. Pocket, yeah. Pocket. 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 Po- I can say a pocket. pocket. A pocket dimension. Yes. <laughs> Trumpets. Trumpets. Plenty of crumpets and tea. Yeah. 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 Um, and that top hats. Ultimately, X-Man can create universes, and he decided to stay in here. So he sent, because they created some of these mutants in this world that weren't from the normal 616 universe, mm-hmm. so he sent all those people that he took with them back there. But what was kind of nice was you see Magneto, he, kind, he leaves too, but he and he takes the life seed with them, but ultimately a duplicate copy is formed of him. Which, existentially, I don't know how that really works for the original Magneto wanting to still be there when it won't really matter because he won't even know that his other doppelganger self is here. But you can at least see this world is going to live on. They will probably maybe retouch it in another what if or something. The conclusion and everything felt a little preachy. Yeah. Where, you know, yes, Oh, I made you, you a perfect world. Yes, and you it's want not your perfect yeah. because you're ruling it. Yes, you <laughs> wanted this and that and you just can't knowledge is all that you keep doing and you keep going back to wanting to know everything and You guys like humping too much. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yes. <laughs> uh there were some cool visuals though in here, especially when he was slowly transforming the teams back to their original selves before getting into this universe. So, yeah. all in all, I'm okay. I give this about a B as far as X Men stories, but I also kind of understand why they did this because it's all to come to Jonathan Hickman's world of right. X Men, and they had it have some sort of event reset. Yeah. Now they have it. It would be nice if these people actually remembered this world, the X Men that went there, so they could reference later. They didn't necessarily say that their mind was going to be wiped when they go back to the... I hope it's not. Well, he said, though, you have to go back and, like, reset and mm. go back to your same cycl- cyclical... Cyclical? Cyclical. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Right? No, what did we tell you before? If you think that you're wrong, you're probably <laughs> right. And if you think that you're right, you're definitely wrong. <laughs> so going back to the circle of life and... I, it also was kind of uh, meta of that's what happens in all these X-Men yeah, books. it really They is. just keep going. Yep. Same shit keeps happening. In a happening. bicycle the, circle. The, the thing that really got me is when he's telling all these people what they, you know, why do they want to go back to their um, normal lives because of all of the bad stuff that keeps happening to him. And when he talks to Gene, he's like, you keep dying. <laughs> why do you want to go back to that? It keeps killing you over and over and over again. And I'm like, what? Yeah, but it's such a great high before it. Oh. <laughs> Worth it. And she's always, she's like, I'll just keep coming back. Yeah, but yeah I, I keep mean, dying. Right. I do keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, I also read Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Well, how was that? It was fun. It's just a fun little, like... Was it more of a, the human side of that world, or did they have Superman show up? I mean, he's like... He shows up to save Jimmy Olsen. Okay. So he's, Jimmy Olsen's like the bumbling, always getting himself in trouble mm-hmm. sort of character. And Superman just pops up every once in a while to save his ass. And the the book talks about the Olsen's past in Metropolis and Jimmy and his fucking bumbliness. And then it, it ends with like, 
the Daily Planet wanting to fire him because he costs them a lot of money and insurance. But then they realize that he's worth a lot of ad revenue because every time he does something stupid, it goes viral, and then they get a lot of Superman shows online up. ad money. So they move him to Gotham at the end of it, so he can go fuck up Gotham, basically instead of Metropolis. But it's just it's fun. It's by Matt Fraction <clears throat> and Steve Lieber, so it's just a fun little look into the idiot that is Jimmy Olsen. I mean, I like the little side stories that sort of describe things you might think about. Well, this Jimmy guy, yeah. like, what's his backstory? Uh, sometimes I do want to hear about it. I'm not yeah. sure about Jimmy. Yeah. But I definitely will want to hear the um, the story in the Willy Wonka movie, uh, the Charlie and Chocolate Factory, when somebody f- uh, makes a fake ticket and tries to get away with it. Man, that's a story I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but Jimmy... Out. Out. <laughs> Willy Wonka. And I yeah. want to hear the story of that guy that jumps up and why he was, all, you know, bedridden for like 20 years. Mm. And then he's like, actually, I have no muscle fatigue. I he like starts dancing, right? Yeah, he's been working out when mom's out of the house. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yes, and I've heard that before. I've never thought of a fake uh, ticket thing. Story. There was like, well, they did have uh, the person in the movie that. I think tried to get in with the fake ticket, if I remember correctly, yeah. in the original. Yeah. But I already came up with my own. Story already, the that people way. that have gone into there, they pretty much die regardless. Yeah. So I'm wondering what Willy Wonka does to someone who's trying to fake get in. Like he kills the people who got in. Yeah, yeah, legitimately. So he killed the whole family of the people that tried yeah. to fake get in. He's really a mass murderer. All right, uh, Avengers Endgame murdered Avatar at the box office. Is it really murdered? murdered? It's like a slow... It's not even a murder. If this was a slow knife death... This is like death by a thousand cuts. It's more like when you find out your significant other is cheating on you and you just kind of go with it for a while and then all of a sudden that person lives in your house. Wow, that sounded (laughs) real, Linz. Is there something you're trying to tell us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm cheating on all of you. (laughs) What? (laughs) With another podcast. (laughs) What? And that's why we've been seeing that other podcast in the house. (laughs) Lately. Who are you random people showing up in my recording? <laughs> that is my milk in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so over this past weekend, it has been announced that Avengers Endgame finally hit that milestone. And one of the big things that I I feel like I was part of this, and it's one of the things that Kevin Feige has said, what separates their movies from all the other ones is that they really do make their fans feel like... Part of it. Yeah, part of it. Yeah. Uh, I know I was talking about it all the time, like, come on, guys, we need to go see it again, or let's beat that record, even though it's an arbitrary number that really, at the Just end of the day... Just makes other people rich. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But that they made these new campaigns to, hey, you know, let's let's do this together. I mean, they already made enough money where shareholders are like, look, Marvel, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. But... This just kind of was more an ego trip on yeah. let's Marvel get, Studios. Let's get the rich richer. Yeah. Woo! And like I said, I don't <laughs> even think... Well, yeah, it's more of the accolades to that. Yeah. It's funding our future entertainment, basically, if you think about it. I think it's just... I think it's the joy that comes from being part of a fandom, whatever it is, and actually seeing it succeed. Right. Because, I mean, you look at all the weird My Little Pony people yeah. and then something else great happens. What do you mean weird? <laughs> I didn't say My Little Pony people are weird. I said the weird My Little Pony people. Yeah. The, Some the of subsets. them are not weird? Is yes. With that statement, <laughs> I think. But you, I mean, the, you look, I think a good one actually is uh, Pacific Rim. 
the first one came out and the mm. fandom blew up and they're like this is so cool and you have all the kaiju fans coming in and then the second one comes out and then everyone disappears from online because it's total crap right you don't have that with marvel yeah. because every single one even the bad ones oh, bad yeah. are acceptable sure. for public consumption so that's true so with that being said they've been starting to put uh, multiple scenes, key scenes from Endgame online for free so that people can share those moments because now they're like, well, now that we broke the record they don't have to pay us to go see those moments. <laughs> yep. And uh, there's also been a lot more revelations from the set of either Infinity War and Endgame. Certain stories that would have happened but they decided to cut it for whatever reasons. That makes sense. Living Tribunal was supposed to show up at oh. one point. Uh, Thor would have been a shoehorn. Thor to get uh, Stormbreaker was uh, he was supposed to fight the um, God was it? What's the serpent's name um, in Asgardian legend? Oh, I forget uh, uh, the White Serpent. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it starts with a J. Jormungandr. Jabberwocky. walking. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> and he was supposed to fight the snake in order to to win it back. I think it was even better how they made it and cast it and all that. Um, so yeah, all, ultimately, I love what they've done and I love what they're planning on doing because there's been some big announcements coming from... Yeah, and I think there's a couple things that um, were expected and then there's a couple things they announced that definitely was like, oh, oh, okay. Yep. Um, the first one I want to talk about is Thor. <laughs> <laughs> love and Thunder, which I don't love that name. I think it's kind of ridiculous. It's gonna grow on, but it's a, it will. It's ta- it's gonna be a Taika Waititi movie, which I love. Thor Ragnarok is one of those movies either you really liked it or you hated it, and I love that movie. Love it makes it. me so happy like, just to yeah. watch it. Um, people hated that. One? There's a lot of people who hated Ragnarok. Who? Yeah, just I think it's whole... just people who thought it, it didn't. Those are the same people I don't understand what a good story is and think season 8 of Game of Thrones is good. So, <laughs> oh god. Screw those people. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that part later. Um So, and then at the end of Endgame, Thor takes off with the Guardians of the Galaxy, which most people then concluded that the next Thor movie would also be a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which would be As Guardians of the Galaxy. He did say it, didn't he? As, As Guardians, Guardians of, of the, the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. Um but the next Thor movie is going to be standalone, standalone, and it's going to have Natalie Portman's coming back, which she said she was not going to do. Well, that's I was a bit surprised. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I think they'll be in part I of this. Sure, they'd have to fight over Gamora. Gamora would be like, "What's up, Thor?" Because <laughs> she did touch his muscles and was like, "Ooh." <laughs> I mean, that was know. that was the other thing Gamora. Anyway, yeah. So I like that they're having Jane Foster come back. Yes. Uh, some of the things that they can do with that. Well, they, they are her, the one they thing they're on. The, um, Molnir, they they are, they are gonna give her Molnir. They've already announced that. Well, I'm wondering if spoiler alert. I'm wondering (laughs) if that's the way they're gonna go because I think that would be way more interesting. What if that's where she's been? Also, she does not survive in these movies, and she didn't ever want to let Thor know. So, are they going to make Thor lose his worthiness? I hope not, because he just redeemed it. Because that's how she gets the hammer, is he loses his worthiness, and she picks it up. But, but we don't find out she that gets it's the hammer. The hammer's room. gone. Uh, the hammer? He has the hammer back No, now. no. Remember hammer's Captain America, America. America. Oh. It is destroyed. It, it, maybe it can be brought back? Maybe, yeah, so they make some, a somehow. different, yeah. newer Listen, one. we got time travel options. We can do whatever we want. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. Leave some world without the, the hammer. <laughs> we don't care about that world. Yeah. The main prime universe. Maybe they'll introduce Beta Ray Bill and he can bring out his hammer. I would know like, shit they've like been talking that. about introducing him. What if, yeah, they, they start making hammers left they and just right? Fight over the one hammer. Do the Oprah hammer. You get a hammer. You get a hammer. That whole event. <laughs> no, we don't need to do that whole event on the big yeah. screen. However, so, it could be decently good. Well, you'd have to shoehorn in a couple more Avengers yeah. and stuff to, to do that. Yeah, so I, I think it sounds... It's going to be interesting, and it'll be with Taika Waititi on it. You know, it's going to be funny. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting... Especially if they do the cancer thing. Like, let's make cancer funny. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can do it, Waititi can do it. <laughs> have you seen what the actual font and what it looks like for the... Yeah. The name? Yeah. Yep. So the ups- upside down H is the four there, so... Someone was saying, what is T4 or... Terminator uh, 4, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to show up, the T4. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I'm excited about that one. The other one that they announced that I was not expecting was Blade. Yes. Which I was hoping... I'm, I'm torn. I like the original Blade movie, and I think the original Blade movie was important because it got us kind of where we are today. If mm-hmm. it had not been successful, they probably wouldn't have not kept going with these sort of movies, but it was very successful, at least the first one or two. Uh, maybe just the first one. Um, but the, And then they did the TV show. I don't know, did any of you guys that watch I the don't TV remember. show? I remember the movies, though. The Blade TV show was decent. I didn't hate it. Was it, it. like, live action? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I think it was on FX or something like okay. that. Um, early 2000s. It was pretty good. But I do love who they've cast as Blade, uh, how do you say his name? It's uh, Her- Mahershala Mahershala Ali, who played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage, which he was one of the best villains Marvel has given us in a very long time, I think, as Cottonmouth. Um, and I think he will be an awesome Blade, but now I'm like, aren't those two things in the same universe? Isn't Luke Cage in the Marvel Universe? Or are they removing the shows from the Marvel Universe? Or do we not care that the same actor is playing two different parts? I don't care. I mean... I mean, I don't care. Does Marvel not care? Well, obviously they don't care. (laughs) They would have... They obviously don't care if they're going to do that. Because they look so far into stuff. It's the reason why they be Avatar money. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. I have no question when they decide to make decisions. Even when I have questioned... I've just learned to shut my mouth, and I'll go see the movies. I wonder if it's going to be an origin story, or if they're just kind of going to start where he's... It says a reboot. I hope... Actually, Marvel's done a good enough to know... Enough people should know who this person is. Right. And actually, within the original ones anyways, it starts with Blade killing vampires, and then him just kind of monologuing of who he is. Right. I could totally see them doing that again, but it's a different vampire. I I think they should do it Spider-Man style. Where Uncle Ben's death is like a casual remark. Right. It's not, you know, we've. How many times do we have to kill Uncle Ben? Yeah. How many times do we have a Batman movie? Good God. Yeah. yeah. A, a Batman origin well, story. Yeah, exactly. Can we please stop and move forward like we are doing with Spider Man, right? Blade's like, origin is. Skipping over it and just like seeing it through. Yeah. Blade's origin isn't overly exciting either. Like his mom got bit by a vampire when she was pregnant. Yeah, that's Like it. that's <laughs> it. That's his origin story. And then at some point in time, he learns to like control his hunger and 
fight vampires for some reason. Yeah, I think the, but, the best origin story that they could do, if they're going to add in it, just add an element for why he's killing the vampires right. rather than just... And why he can walk in the daylight. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's kind of a good guy feeling, yeah. and there's bad guys out there. Give him a reason to want to slay all vampires, right. and then just go yeah. forward to slaying the vampires. I'm excited for it. Um, They've announced the Eternals cast, yep. and... We've already been talking about that for a while because we've known it's in the pipeline, but they finally uh, brought it to the panels to talk a little bit more about that. I'm telling everyone, this is something, start preparing yourselves. Go into the movie not knowing much, but if you have a better lore of who these people are, it'll be ten times better. Yeah. Pick up the Neil Gaiman series especially. That one was so good. He, I mean, even if you don't plan on watching this, but you should still read that series. It's amazing. And I think, did Alex Ross do the art in that, didn't he? He might have in that one, too. Oh, yeah. It's Whenever you so can find good. a full Alex Ross book, it's going to be good. Because yeah. he won't dedicate that much time to a book unless right. he knows the story is amazing. And it's one of those scenes, things, even if the story isn't amazing, his artwork yeah. carries the Just story, don't read it. too. Just look at the pictures. <laughs> But it is good. Um, they also announced the next Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. the Multiverse of Madness. Mm, multiverse. Yes. Um, if, do you think they'll take the true multiverse approach, or if they're going to do like the dimensional multiverse that they introduced in the last one of like this is the dark universe and blah blah blah? That's an interesting question. I don't know because they say this is going to be like the first scary Marvel movie, mm. so maybe they'll go with the dimensional multiverse. The hell worlds and stuff. I'm I'm torn on the idea of a of the true multiverse being introduced into the cinematic universe because yes, it opens so many options, but it also opens too many options. Right, too many options. Which is great for comics when you can have thirty five different series going mm-hmm. on simultaneously to use aspects of it. But the reason that I think Avengers like is up to the Endgame uh, series is just that they kept it constricted right and they didn't try to do too much here's the thing though for the first 22 movies they built a cinematic universe that has not been seen ever i I mean i don't want to say ever i mean you look at some of the godzilla universe movies oh no this is ever but (laughs) yeah this is we can give it its due it's ever yeah even look at like star wars and star wars pre re like Recognition of what actually happened. Yeah, yeah. They've, what's canon and all that. So they want to obviously be the first to tackle multiverses, which, as what they've done with just a normal universe. Good luck I to have, the writers. They, <laughs> it's true. There's going to be a lot of people. They're going to have to hire people that are just nerds that are like, oh, yeah. when Steve Rogers first said this on Earth 213. He didn't mean it in 214 Earth. Uh, he was being sarcastic there. I mean, they, sarcastic they had a, universe. Are you using a nerd voice right now? Is that your nerd voice? <laughs> it's just a slight. Yeah. Slightly more nerdy than Tony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they hit. They got enough flack from Endgame and yeah. the time travel concept. And really, that wasn't the deep concept. I mean, it was basic time travel. Right. We've seen it a million times over. But if they get into something like a multiverse, it's like, ugh. Yeah. Which which Captain America is this? Okay, which character is this? Yeah. Well, and Scarlet Witch is going to be in this one, so it is going to definitely be, I mean, it's Doctor Strange, so it's going to be magic-focused, but with her in it, like, 
the entirety of the movie is going to be that. Yeah. So it could be the magical realms that they're exploring, stuff like that. One Which thing interesting. Nightmare could be the the uh, villain in that one. I could see that. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm sad that they didn't talk about Fantastic Four. They announced it. But they didn't talk about it. But they well, announced it, which is important. <clears throat> well, of course, they would announce something, but you don't know when, where, yeah, how. Right. That's like me announcing they're going to make an Avengers movie 20 years down the road. Well, you announcing it means nothing. That's yeah, true. But <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Kevin just called me up and said, you can t- talk about it on your podcast. We'll make an Avengers movie again. Just for you. It's announced, yeah. Is there a certain amount of time you have to wait after somebody does an origin story to do a new origin story? And oh. shouldn't they just not do an origin story and be like, you guys remember that shit, right? That used to, there used to not be a rule. I feel like they've now yeah. created that rule because many people have said, what the fuck? I mean, really when it comes down to it, you're trying to appease fans who are paying you to make these stories be good. And when you can't make stories make sense, fans obviously get pissed and upset. Such as with Game of Thrones Season 8, oh, where Christ. the panel there uh, consisted of you go get a what coffee? felt yeah. like a you scripted... Let him talk to himself. I know. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't going to bring it up, but it was one of those... <laughs> but here we are. Yes. <laughs> here we are. He's so butthurt. I'm, I'm going to be done after this because this was the culmination of many people <laughs> not liking it. And they're expecting uh, both D&D to be there, and all of a sudden, scheduling conflicts can't show up even to the panel. Seth Rogen even kind of had shots at him being like, what the fuck, why couldn't you guys show up for your own panel of Game of Thrones? Not only that, but many of the things that some of the actors were saying uh, weeks before about how their characters didn't really have that story arc, we don't feel like, you know, it went in a direction we needed changed face 100%. Now, I understand why actors would not want to piss off Hollywood, but really to start saying that the reason why people don't like season 8 is because it was a media-led campaign to just um, piss them off. That somehow, ultimately it comes down to movies, TVs, even some radio shows that I like listen to, they've become where you can't criticize them. They don't like criticism at all sure. when sadly that's one of the big parts of art is there's yeah. different thoughts right. on the form and to just be able to collectively say that writing just seemed like crap uh they said that the fans truly loved it but or the fans wouldn't true fans were gonna be upset regardless just because the show was ending so that's the only reason why they're upset mm. not that the story arcs where they went went nowhere mm-hmm. or circled 180 back to the beginning, which if anyone's read anything, that's not how stories should be. Um, Nicholas, I forget his last name, but who played Jamie, flat out said that he would have totally not been gone back to Brienne in it or anything had he lived throughout it and Cersei died because he would have always loved Cersei. Well, that story arc of getting over her, yet again coming back. Um, the person... Uh, Colin, it's not Colin Firth. Um, Colin, uh, he played Varys. Varys, yeah. yeah. He was one of the big people that was upset with how his character went. He started saying that uh, it really was one of the best uh, best seasons ever. And 
The moderator went over on purpose so that there couldn't be any questions asked from anyone. So you say the fans truly loved it, but yet you don't want to listen to the fans. Right. As well as this same moderator, they had a e-interview uh, just prior to it, like a half hour, whatever interview, asked the same exact questions there as he did up on panel. So ultimately, this was them um, saving face, HBO, really sticking it to people that wanted to actually just get some legit answers, right. not some scripted bullshit. So we just have to wait for some Star Wars panels to finally get our results. But I'm kind of over it now. Are you? Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, the season... I think you sent me a brand new meme about Game of Thrones just like two days ago. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Those two fuckers couldn't even submit some of their actors as supporting actors for Emmys. Yeah. They had no. to submit it themselves right. because it cost 250 bucks to, do, to send it in and they didn't have time or money for that. It's kind of bullshit. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that those actors um, did get um, nominated then. But that the last that the last episode got it. nominated for best written episode ever. Sorry, John. Miles Something away. that has about. a 33% Rotten Tomato yeah, that score. One, that was nominated for best... Episode? Written episode. Yeah, well, I mean, I, mean worst... I, I don't hate it as much as you do, but I also don't think that it should win an award. I, I mean, think... some of the acting maybe in it is deserving of an award. Well, that's the thing. Like... That's what all the fans have been saying. Yeah. It's nothing. It, actors can't do work with shit, but here they are, and yeah. that's what they did. Right. I think this actors is just fault. a classic example of HBO being like, let's just bury this yeah. show. Can we please stop go. talking about this now? That's what I've been saying. You have to keep announcing now. all the sequels and prequels and of course it's going to follow the um, the Starks. Right. It's like we already know the Stark f- uh, I, I'm not watching Let's move any. on to something better from HBO which the another uh, preview trailer dropped for the Watchmen at Comic Con. And mm. I'm very... Oh, I'm very excited I'm very about excited it. For that. I think it looks awesome. I think it's going to be an interesting follow-up. I think the idea of the cops trying to battle masked villains by masking up themselves is an interesting concept that probably would only work in the Watchmen universe. <clears throat> and I just think it looks like it's going to be super good. So, I'll still give HBO some some attention. Oh, I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to not be taking my friend's passwords to go on HBO. I mean, <laughs> but... HBO doesn't care what you think because you don't pay them. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Neither, neither does probably half of the people That's, that watch I, it. I, so. think they, I think they're well That is my favorite part, too. complaining about anything that I didn't pay for. Yeah. How dare this free product <laughs> suck? <laughs> Waste of my time. Uh, oh, DC had some more Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, news. <clears throat> like I said, this is something I thought they should do in their movie universe. Is this, are you talking about the Arrowverse yeah. crisis? <sighs> I don't see yeah. them being able to copy this on the big screen if they didn't already have it in motion to do that, which right. they totally could to kind of bring their universe together. I like that they're doing it here, though, because I feel like their shows are better than the movies. And they'll do a good yeah. job. They're, all of their crossovers have always been really good. I haven't kept up on the shows very much, but they're they're good shows. I watched the trailer for Batwoman, and I'm so I'm fucking super excited about that one. 
I love the idea of it, and I think it's going to be awesome. But back to Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think, I mean, they've done the multiverse in these shows already. They've done crossover events. They've done alternate timelines. They've, they're seasoned in this. I, don't, I think it's going to be perfectly done in their world. It's going to be different, though. It's not going to be the same as it was in the comic books. There's no way. There's not enough characters in these shows to make it a full crisis. Full crisis, yeah. yeah. But I think it'll be good. I do look, though, they're going to have the <clears throat> the monitor or the anti-monitor uh, show up. But one of the news that just came out is uh, Brandon Routh, who uh-huh. played uh, Superman yeah. in Superman Returns, yeah. is going to be Superman in the show. He's going to be Kingdom Come Superman. Yeah, so there's, uh, there's another... Well, I mean, he hasn't had a lot of work recently... Right. Anyways, I've seen him in, but a movie star that's then coming down to do a TV show, because there's been multiple people that have played Superman over the years, but I don't, Henry Cavall, I don't see him coming out down to the CW shows. No, he's got Witcher coming out anyway. Oh yeah, it's true. Uh, but I thought that was a, a nice touch to have a Superman that was Superman with an origin story already show up in it because you kind of need him for an infinite yeah. crisis mm-hmm. yeah and i was just wondering how they were going to do that um some other superman news uh from their animated division is we're gonna get uh two superman movies coming out uh within the next year um one of them superman man of tomorrow which pretty much is early career superman but the one that i've been looking forward to forever and i do wish they would do a live movie action is Superman Red Sun. I know the moment that comes out, I don't always buy movies right away, but that would be one of them when it comes out because I want to make my nephew watch it with me and have him be royally confused on what the fuck's going on because he doesn't understand Elseworlds yet or anything, but I'm quite happy that they've officially announced those at Comic-Con. Speaking of Elseworlds, DC's Dark Multiverse, uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse. Yeah, this is interesting because it's not, it's not Elseworlds and it's not Black Label. It's literally like we introduced this dark universe. So here's a bunch of stories from the dark universe. Yeah. They're like the stories, you know, but they're not. And that's the thing where what DC did with Elseworlds was those were happening in a different universe. That's how they've always had 52 universes, so they would have stories help uh, whether one started it, and then they would have more stories within that same world. What Marvel did, they called them pretty much what-ifs, and they would take any idea, sure, write it down. Yeah. Seems good, we'll put it out there. And we're going to, des- later on when Marvel started realizing let's have a multiverse, we're going to label this one 91210, or I don't know why that number just came into my head, but then... Whatever six one six and and all those things. So tales from the dark multiverse seems to be less else world because we know about the dark, dark multiverse, right? But these are going to be what could have happened within this. Well, dark and they're multiverse. all going to be they're all going to be not. They, none of them are going to end good. Either someone's going to die or you're going to see the turn to yeah, villain. Where you think you yeah. know, yeah, that choice is going to be for the best. And just kidding. Yeah. Things are going to be bad. Uh, I want to go back to the, the crisis thing for a sec, because okay. I was thinking about this, and Brandon Ralph plays the Atom in those shows. Does he? Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. So he's going to play the Atom. Is the Atom still alive in these shows? He oh, is, I'm, right? I'm uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I think he's on... 
what's that one? Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Legends of the Hidden Temple? <laughs> Silver <laughs> Monkeys! So, is, so, I don't know how, I guess I don't know how, now I don't know how they're going to pull that off, having the same person play two separate characters in it, or is it going to be the same person and they're going to make him Superman instead of the Atom? I don't Okay, anyway, I just had to think that out and point that out, because I... It's, maybe in one world <laughs> he becomes the Atom, and maybe in the other world... He becomes well, here's a, if it here's doesn't a, make any sense, they're probably gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just talking about Blade, you know. Yeah, does it really necessarily matter? It, it the might actor? not matter. Yeah, it could. It? They could just literally, like, in one scene, be like, "Oh, you kind of look like me." Or when he puts on his glasses, he's the Atom. When he takes them off, <laughs> takes off his shirt, he's uh, Superman. No one would know the difference in that universe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one of the other uh, couple of teases from Marvel, besides them really getting into more of the new Hickman X-Men, uh, was 2099. For people who don't know about 2099, in the 90s, when everything was extreme, there was a whole line of Marvel comics set in the year 2099. Because right. that was the way cyberpunk future weirdness that it was and some of them were actually set in different they didn't interact with each other right some did uh they're teasing that there's going to be a big event coming this november um with another one yep because yeah because it's marvel i don't i just they just stop on events and what just there's just the books now i mean we just keep hopping from event to event 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 there's no non-event books anymore <laughs> it's just all events what i would like those events that actually follow or flow from a previous event yeah. but they do seem so segmented it's an avengers event mm-hmm. now we're having an x-men event over here start reading these books we're gonna have a fantastic four event and none of those kind of right. coincide. Or, I mean, granted, they sometimes do touch on past events, but not always. Yeah. One that is also being announced is Annihilation. Mm. That's also coming out in November. and Well, the follow-up to Annihilation. Yeah, well, that's what they're just pretty much calling it. Anni- well, the teaser is Annihilation is only the beginning. Right. This is one of the things I'm looking forward to because this is also one of the ser- the events that I feel anyone that wants to know where current Guardians of the Galaxy kind of got their popularity, a lot of, um, God, I don't want to call them Green Lanterns. Um, Nova? What's the, yeah, Nova Corps <laughs> that we have in the Marvel Universe and, and all that come from, this is, this was the series to read. Yeah. It was one of my getting back into comics things uh, that I was reading at the time as well. So this will be... This is one of the announcements that I was most Such happy for. Interesting villain because he's so ridiculous looking. And I have a hard time taking him seriously. But he is so badass. Well, it's because <laughs> he can troll mindless yeah. bugs. Yeah. So he's got an unlimited horde of... Yeah, so it's... Fodder. Not threatening at all. Looking. Did you hear Alan Moore's retiring from comic books? Oh man! Oh no! What are we gonna do? <laughs> that's how. That's what you're gonna talk about of the legend of. I you comics? know I mean, what has he given us recently? Okay, not recently. I mean, he's given us 
I guess for every good story, there's been maybe yeah. one, sometimes two, not the greatest. Yeah. But it's one of those things, I mean, I don't feel anyone's truly retired from comics. No. I mean, like I've said before, Hickman was... He retired from mainstream comics a long time ago. He, I don't think he would ever do a, a non-independent title ever again. What if they offered him, though, a... You get to totally create mess with any characters in the universe. I doubt they would because he would then totally do it just to fuck yeah. up continuity. He um he just gives zero shits about uh the mainstream comic book industry, which is fine because they kind of fucked him over a bunch. Um, and he's very weird. I watched his manifesto once, which you can buy on DVD. Um, and he's just a weird fucking guy. He's just. <laughs> He's just so weird. Um, Artist's insanity. He's, he, and I mean, even if you look at the Watchmen, right? He hated the comic book industry back then. The whole giant squid at the end was a statement about how ridiculous the comic book industry was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not butthurt that he's retiring. <laughs> at all. Because I, I can't even remember the last thing I read that he did. So I feel like he's already kind of been retired unofficially for a while now. It's like a guy disappearing, and he comes back to say, by the way, I'm retired. Be like, thanks, crazy guy. Go back yeah. to your hut. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what he just did, that you're explaining it yep. perfectly. <laughs> Sorry, Alan Moore. He's probably got something on the internet listening for his name, so he can mm-hmm. then be pissed about, off about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare for a letter, Tony. <laughs> Strongly worded email. Have any of you guys been following any of the news of uh, Picard? No. <sighs> I'm so excited for that, man. Hey, so you haven't seen the trailer no. that they debuted? The video game? No, no. no. The show. show. The show. The CBS all, it's like their all access. One of the streaming shows, yeah. This is why I haven't been following it, because I don't get CBS All Access, and I refuse to pay for it. Another thing. Yeah. Yes. So I don't want to watch anything, because I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> so I don't want to... Get spo- or excited about some of the things? That I'm never going to watch. I mean, Next Generation was... My favorite of the Star Trek. Well, yes. And probably one of the biggest reasons why is because of the Borg. I've that the whole assimilate type, you know, mentality and one cluster mind of of the back. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just great. Well, some news coming out is that um, they're bringing back Data and Seven of Nine in the Borg within the show. Huh. And are we getting Brett Brent Spinner? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they do and. In the trailer, it's an okay job of making him look young and robotic. It's almost like Uncanny Valley because it's a little too fake. Mm. But because like in the show, he always had that young, perfect, no wrinkles face right. with kind of coppery, shiny. It's a little too like you can tell he's got old eyes. Like you can see his old man eyes inside of this robotic body. But he's, he's a lot shorter when I met him in real life than I thought, but that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of actors, too. He, uh, But he's making a return. I'm excited for... I think Data adds some of the more valuable he, stuff in that show. So. He was like the childlike morality of the show a little yep. bit because he just had no... Uh, he was just learning everything all the time. Constantly questioning the morals yeah. and like the motivations of other characters. Right. Should be interesting. Picard's kind of retired, old man, cranky. Um, now gives even less of a shit about the Prime Directive, I'm sure, and just is like, you know what? Let's just go mess some stuff up in the universe. <laughs> That'd be great. Assemble I'm, the A team. I like though that it's it's not a. I mean, 
it'd be probably a lot of CGI if they try to do a prequel or anything. Mm-hmm. But I like that it's taking place after that, and all that's been canon beforehand, so I don't have to re learn anything as if this is a new universe where things can just all of a sudden change like it'd be cool if they have a couple new alien races that they didn't encounter before but are we gonna get wesley oh my god i mean i can see you know what i can see wesley (laughs) i know he's he's got a lot of cred in the in the industry i mean the guy ever since star trek he's just carried his career i haven't seen him do a whole lot lately but he's mainly got his uh youtube channel where he does games reviews yeah yeah. so i didn't think about that but i'm assuming they're gonna start shoehorning in people at least for random um cameos here they'll probably have uh janeway pop in every once in a while because she's in at last scene she was an admiral so they're i mean i'm sure he'll have a clash of ideals because he was an admiral too and now he's retired on his grape his winery yeah whatever his family farm or whatever it was with his dog he's like all right dog we gotta go out to space and defeat the (laughs) borg again let's go (laughs) assemble all the robots (laughs) have you heard about star trek lower decks Mm mm-hmm so this is going to be a comedy about things that happen on the lower decks of the mm. Enterprise. Because we only really see up in the the main cockpit, what would you call it? The, star the deck? De- yeah, the deck. The deck. Yeah. And some of the main you know characters. This is going to just be all different characters. It's going to be animated. Um, so they, all they really need is just some voice actors. Is it what? what this is very important. What is its rating? Is this... For adults, or is this for all ages? Because I, I want it to be for adults. I would love it to be for adults too, <laughs> but I'm not sure what the rating is. I can imagine it's going to be, I mean, not family guy level, but Star Trek's probably, always been kind <clears throat> of an all ages family show. So it's going to be all definitely probably not PG. Probably I think PG it's going to be a 13, PG yeah. 13 uh, rating. So nothing too lascivious, but. Definitely some... Spider-Man 2 is PG-13, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he referred to his penis as um, his web shooter. Yeah. So we can get we can get some web shooter yeah. comments in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Web shooter level. I mean, that's kind of like what, if you look... I think it'll probably have the same levels. Like taser-related. Like standard taser Star Trek. Related yeah. Puns. They might yeah. make some jokes. Yeah. Well, one of the things, too, is that it's... Uh, phaser. <laughs> one of the people is... Uh, that's writing the script is from Rick and Morty mm. or has written some scripts for that so there might you know that oh, kind of humor yeah. I guess Honey. well didn't wasn't In Dan Harmon a writer for Community yeah yeah so I mean it should be pretty good if if uh, is it Dan Harmon it's not Dan Harmon it's other okay. people on his team oh yeah so uh, yeah they would have definitely been throwing it out there if it <laughs> was Dan Harmon Yep. Yeah, it is animated. Um, it does have main characters probably getting into uh, wacky stuff happening because Picard decides to do some ridiculous maneuver, and they're like, "Okay, this is impossible." Ship <laughs> blows up, half of them get sucked out into space, and no one remembers who they are. They're all red sh- shirts. Anyway. I was gonna say a lot of red shirt jokes, probably. Oh yes. Um, so your love for Kevin Smith? <laughs> that trailer. Uh. 
Oh my god, you guys! I'm so excited about this movie. I know not everyone has the love for Kevin Smith that I do, and I understand. <laughs> but I just the trailer was so good, and Ben Affleck was is in it, and that was the first kind of announcement that he's back for it. Everyone was wondering. if I was... knew they were, that all those people were going to come back. So Kevin and Ben have like I know them personally, right? Kevin and Ben had a falling out when Kevin said something about what Ben said on the Chasing Amy set, where he talks about the hardest thing he's ever going to have to do in acting was kiss Jason Lee. So, like, kissing a dude was the hardest thing he's ever had. And Ben got a lot of shit for that, and then they kind of haven't talked to each other since then. So, this is like a... They're reuniting in this movie. And I think it's beautiful. I love it. But the trailer looked... I mean, it looks like a Jay and Silent Bob sequel. It's not anything unexpected, but I do think it's going to be The unexpectedness of having a kid... I feel is of Jay having a yeah, kid. Yeah, is not expected. Yeah, I like that route that they're going yeah. with it. I mean, I, the kids. I like the. I like her name is Millennium Falcon. That yes. also. <laughs> and I love that there's just so many levels of meta yeah. reference to it. I mean, you've got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and all the crew. Yeah, the original crew doing it, and but it's just like, you know, it's they're making a movie which is a remake of the movie that we were stopping in the last right. movie. It's just like, yeah. oh, okay. Val Kilmer's in it, playing Blunt Man, which I yep. think is hilarious. Um, the, what was... Do you know if they got Mark Hamill again? Because Mark Hamill's in the last I don't know. Movie. Tommy Chong's in it, obviously. Yep. I don't, I would be surprised if he wasn't. A lot of people showed up for this. Um, uh, the character that, what's his name? He was in Zack and Mary. Have you all seen Zack and Mary? Make a porno? Yeah, well, the... What is his fucking name? So Brandon Ralph is in that movie. And he's gay. He's Seth Rogen in that? And he has a boyfriend. Yes. So his boyfriend, Brandon Ralph's boyfriend in Zack and Mary Make a Porno, who's like a gay porn star, he's in this movie, which makes Zack and Mary part of the Viewisk universe, which previously it was not. Confused Universe oh, yes. movie. God, what is his fucking name though? Do you know the, the actor? Name? The actor. The no. one that's in like the um, Wes Anderson movies. Ye- no, is he in Wes Anderson movies? Well, no. I'm gonna Justin Long. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, Justin yeah. Long's not. In the- no, no you're thinking of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Justin Long. Justin Long's character seems to be in this new movie. It's very, it's very distinct. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a lawyer because in that movie he was a gay porn star, but <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe got his law degree. <laughs> Maybe paid for it with all the gay Maybe. porn star funds. But I'm very excited. I have my tickets to see it when Kevin Smith brings it to town. So very excited about waving that. a fan over her face. She's excited. I am She's so excited. excited right now. Heated. I'm well, he's he's it. recently he's been new. on the set of Star Wars, and he's been quoted as saying. The Rise of Skywalker will melt your mind. Yeah. I mean... I don't know what he saw that would make him feel confident enough to say that. That's... To be very clear, Kevin Smith is 110% high all the time. <laughs> Everything melts his mind all the uh-huh. time. So you can't really... I mean... He had a sandwich just, last week. Melted his Just mind. because it melts <laughs> Kevin Smith's mind literally means nothing anymore. <laughs> He's the... He gets paid to be a professional fanboy and make a couple movies every once in a while. So, well, they're they're in the comic book realm for Star Wars news. 
we have the rise of Kylo Ren uh, as a comic book form, where we're going to finally get to see who those the Knights of Ren, yeah, yes. are going to be and where right. they come from, and that's a bit exciting yeah. Charles that Soul. we're going to finally get to see Ragnet. that. And that's what really has me pumped is that we have a great writer mm-hmm. that's going to well, pretty much write this and make it canon yeah. in the way that Star Wars does. I think that's the one thing that Star Wars has done previously, and I'd be curious to see them find a better way to connect these because they ha- Star Wars itself is great, the movies, but it's really all of the peripheral media that just really created that universe. I mean, if you talk to like a real big Star Wars fanboy and the whole Legends canon you know, yeah. before the retcon, they're, I mean, they'll talk about Luke Skywalker and he basically turns into this crazy uh, wizard Merlin, uh, magic mm-hmm. man of the universe, you know, is going around doing all these great yeah. adventures, but not one of those adventures is in the movies. And right. So I, I'm hoping that uh, Disney, with their grand control, will do a good job of the expanded media, especially this. I think the Knights of Ren are a cool co- concept that they can carry forward and be like, oh, me and my bros just go around terrorizing the universe, you know, with our lightsabers. It's a fun time. And I wish I wish that was the feeling of the movie. Or the <laughs> it's me and my bros terrorizing the universe. Yeah, having a good time. <laughs> you, you, you hate us, but you yeah. love hating us. Yeah. Guys, get in the van. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They hate us because they ain't us. Yep. <laughs> uh, a couple other trailers that came out. Westworld season three. I can't wait for that. Yeah, me neither. Did, uh, I Snow, just Snowpiercer. Did you guys mm, see the Snowpiercer? Show, right? Have yeah. you ever yeah, seen? Was, have you seen the movies yeah. of that? What did you guys yeah. think of the movie? So good. It's a uh, it's a I've, sequel to Willy Wonka. <laughs> 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 have you, have you heard that the theory? No. Oh yeah, there's, it's good too. The um, watch it on YouTube. Some theory about how. Snowpiercer is a Willy Wonka uh, post-apocalyptic sequel. Just, yeah, yeah post-apocalyptic I feel like I'm getting sequel. an insight into like your inner person with all this Willy Wonka stuff that's just, coming up this episode. He just wants he really wants <laughs> Disney to pick up Willy Wonka. Do you identify with Charlie universe. or with? Willy? I want to expand the universe of Willy Wonka definitely for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a theory about that that kid who um who had the fake ticket. Yeah, he was just a fall guy, really. Oh. oh. Some like um you know uh, somebody... corporate espionage yeah espionage? Mm-hmm. totally mm. yeah let's get it I'll call you got that connection to Kevin yeah right just give him a contact be like hey man Marvel's cool but the real value is in aren't you related Willy to Adam Wonka. McKay yes he was my <laughs> second cousin did you know that um speaking of Willy Wonka <laughs> just happened uh I don't know exactly what they did uh to the chocolate the like two hundred and some you know, uh, gallons of chocolate, 200,000 gallons of chocolate. Some dude at a factory in Hershey or something like that, right, fell into it. Like, while he was, like, you know, oh, cleaning like or Augustus fixing stuff. Gloop? Yep, fell right into it. Yeah, did he get stuck um, in a tube? Uh, he, he's fine. Oh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty messed up. Almost one more for Willy Wonka's. All right, back to Snowpiercer, though. Yes, so the movie. I also enjoyed it. I've learned there's plenty of people online that have kind of been... There was more. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll get back to I'm it. I'm sure you'll be able to come back to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, why don't you talk about Game of Thrones for half an hour? <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to feed it to him in, our listeners to it in pieces, so next They're week, not ready but, for the whole yeah. theory, Charles. <laughs> it's too heavy. We'll do a little bit more next week, and it'll be like the bait. All right. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out what happens to the dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do a television show. We already saw the ending. So this is before. 
So the movie takes place 18 yes, years. but it's also going this is to be seven years. Also reimagining the movie. They are saying they're going to have six to seven seasons. Mm. The train's going to be longer. They're taking a lot more from the actual comic book, mm-hmm. which is great. Always going more to source material. This is, in the sense, the movie that we have seen was a great adaption. Because yeah. to have a thousand and plus one trains that, that um, Chris Evans' Captain America had to go through, that would have been a long fucking trek right. to, to do. So shortening it, the reason why, and everything, but... I don't understand, though, how they're going to show, like, what drama... We already know what's powering the train, what's going on yeah. with the people that disappear. Well, we do. So you're just saying new, like, new people? Or There's they a lot of people who haven't twist? seen that movie. Wait, what's powering the train? Chocolate. Well, it's, uh... It's <laughs> not... It all comes back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Soil and Green is people. Soil and Green is people. That's Soylent exactly what happens in the, in the movie. Now, one thing, it doesn't explain that it's going to happen within the the TV show but one thing I learned that was drastically different from the movie we saw was that there was a second train as well mm-hmm. in the comic book that's one way to explore it but we know I don't know yeah. I I love Jennifer Connelly though so I'll watch it just for her Yeah I mean Tilda Swinton obviously was the best part of the movie because she pretty much owns everything she's in she's an amazing actress I mean, it, and it would be nice to see how the train it. got started and all those tracks were made and all that, but really, again, prequels, unless they're focusing on something that we didn't know, right? well, I guess I don't need to know how those train tracks necessarily were made. We know that at the end, they get out right. and they find that they can be outside in that one area. I don't know. Anyways, I that's... I like to learn like, stuff about, um, you know... The, the history behind what's actually running the train, what is running the train? Well, I don't know. It's perpetual motion. What I really want to know is how they're going to make a, a sequel to Top Gun good because it looked bad. <laughs> that is a what Top Gun looked so bad. The, excellent question. The Top Gun trailer looked terrible. And I agree with you one hundred percent. I think they're going to have some awesome, um, you know, uh, plane fight. fights and stuff. Real plane fights, right? No CGI. That's what Tom Cruise said a long time ago. It's like yeah. I would do a Top Gun sequel as long as they don't do this whole bullshit CGI shit, you know. Well, real planes would be cool. It looks, but it the looks dialogue, too much. Oh my god, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, it looks so much like it's just him fighting, him personally fighting the leadership of the military and on himself. why old people are pilots and can still do good things. Yeah. Um, in the age I think of automation. he's just making a statement about himself as an actor. Yeah, that's what it feels. That Look, I can still do it, everybody. Yeah. This is just a parallel. And it does, it does come off a little yeah. desperate. He's like, uh, I can still do my own stunts. And pilots can still fly planes. Yes, we have drones, and they're <laughs> way more accurate, you know, stuff like that. So Yeah. It I, really seems just like they took the first movie and then just reshot it. Yeah, basically. That's what and it looked like. I hope nostalgia that, but I trying do to get you in. hope they play volleyball, and I hope they it's do. all the same per- people, and they're all just old men. You think Val Kilmer is going to be out there playing I think volleyball? I, saw, <laughs> I, I think hope, I saw Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Yeah, I think she is in it. Liv, is it Liv, Liv Tyler? Tyler? No, she's in a different one I saw a preview for. I can't remember which one it was. But. Well, you know, they already did this whole story uh, with the pilots having to deal with uh, no, technology. It's called, Top Gun. it's called Stealth. Oh, yes. It's Jamie oh, Foxx yeah. and Jessica Biel and this other guy who played Nip Tuck or whatever, right? Um, Dr. The, Doom. Yeah. That was 
<laughs> that wasn't good. <laughs> it certainly it was mean, a movie. It, it happened to everybody. So two things that you guys had mentioned in there that I couldn't over-talk you guys about. Uh, <laughs> one of the things, the What If series from Marvel, they've announced the voice, because it's animated, is going to be uh, Jeffrey Wright, who was Bernard from Westworld. Oh, okay. So I can see his He's gonna be the deep, watcher. soothing yeah, voice yeah. being the watcher Should in that series. Calories. I think that's a good... Um, casting. Uh, when you were saying the CGI bullshit, that yeah. reminded me of. Have any of you guys seen the new Cats trailer? No, oh, I refuse yes. to watch it. Oh God! Uh, I'm scared. I'm scared to watch it. it you guys. Is I'm not gonna watch it. That's a nightmare fuel right there. Here's the thing: Cats is not the greatest musical. It has one of the greatest songs yeah. of any musical. Mr. Mistopheles. Memory, oh. but. <laughs> Uh, Rum Tum Tugger, right? <laughs> I remember when I was younger, um, I do like theater growing up with my brother doing lots of plays and everything. So, But there's also a lot of stuff that I haven't been experienced to. Cats was one of them because they had released a... They made it for video home um, and it yep. aired on PBS yep. of Cats. And I really didn't fucking really understand the story. I thought it went multiple different ways. But I also at that time was younger and loved Thundercats. So I'm like, fuck yeah, these people look like real life Thundercats. And they could have totally gone with that. Skin skin tight suits and everything with fur. It was kind of perfect in what they did for the, the stage. Now we have this CGI nightmare. abomination. It's a nightmare. It is Listen, really creepy. I'm 100% on board with what they're doing. As long as they make the plot a horror film, mm. and this is like some weird like a island of, of Dr. Moreau sort of type thing, thing where the cats you don't kill say all like the cats, you say cats. Yeah, <laughs> cats. There's no exclamation point at the end of it anymore. Thunder, cats. <laughs> oh, that was one of those things that I've been seeing a lot of that about. Sure, it's not really comic books related, but it's the thing of nightmares. Yeah. So. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for it because um, I'm not a huge fan of cats, uh, and I'm pretty much done like hearing about animal. it anymore. So once you guys hit the pinnacle or whatever, yeah. you could just be done with cats. Like hmm. never have to hear about it again. Sequel dogs. You know they're gonna remake it, right? <laughs> Lion <Yep>. King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real cats. <laughs> so there's uh, Boom Studios has announced that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are going to have a crossover, five issues this December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that it's the Mighty Morphin Rangers and not one of the 32 that have been yeah. since then. Yeah, but that's they, where a lot of their books they, go with is Mighty Morphin. That's the most iconic for anyone. Yeah. Because some of these people that are reading, like why I started picking up Power Rangers was because it was the original. Some of the newer shows, even though I've heard bits and pieces and looked at the toys, I don't know any of those characters. These characters are pretty iconic. Yeah. So The Power Rangers are uh, teaming up with who? They did that already. So, so they're gonna be with energy. No, show. Power Ranger in a Power Ranger show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, oh yeah. They meet. Uh, they they, they, they high five and stuff. Yeah, I but, forgot about that. That was the yeah weird. It's, real it's life the uh, yeah it's show. the classic TMNT movies from the nineties. Those character. But this was the well. This yeah, was the TV the show, TV was, Ninja Turtles for Saturday morning cartoons that had the girl turtle. Yes. And everything. Yep. I forgot about that, but yeah. But was that uh, Mighty Morphin that they crossed with? I think that was a different version at I that didn't time. Even know that this happened. Ooh, but Mighty Morphin, Mighty Morphin was up. the one that was on when that show was on, right? 
Possibly. I also feel that I didn't watch that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show, so it might have come out later on in my life when I wasn't watching as much mm. cartoons. Interesting. And I laugh. I'm, so I still this, watch cartoons. Is this going to so. be a dimension hopping? Yes. That's what thing? it was in the um, Or is it like the literally their West Coast... The turtles are <laughs> just, east coast. Well, you know, east coast versus west coast. You know what's gonna happen going is on. the money more Power Rangers off. are gonna see these turtles and think that they're one of Rita's yeah. mutants or something, yeah. and they're gonna, of course, fight them. Right. The it's uh, Power Rangers in space. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that it wasn't Mighty Morphin. Because actually, I would have known that because I've watched all Mighty Morphin. Well, and yeah. I know definitely that didn't cross over at all during that series, going up into Neo Zio and. All that shit. Uh, uh, too much. Speaking of Power Rangers, uh, Jason David Frank has a Kickstarter out right now to so try he to has to stop doing so he can stop doing cons and have a life. No, he's trying <laughs> to create a movie, Legend of the White Dragon, a Power Rangers based movie. I don't know how this is allowed to come to be, but he's Kickstarter trying to get five hundred thousand um, dollars. For the planned movie, yeah. as of right now, it has seventy. Five. He's only trying to get five thousand dollars. You 500. said five hundred. Oh, I was like, it's going to be super well. good on a five thousand dollar budget. <laughs> right now, they have one hundred thirteen thousand dollars with twenty days to go. How the, much do they have now? One hundred thirteen thousand. Twenty days ago, it just started a couple days ago, so they're kind of on. Like, you know, it's not that easy. Like, Anthony, give me five bucks. Listen, see, listen, listen. The trailer for it uh, looked pretty good, and I'm down for anything. I heard that they're also going to be doing a new Power Rangers movie where they're recasting, like they're 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 just totally raising it to the ground and restarting over again. Is there a reason why? Because it was terrible. Uh, yes, did, that's a big reason. But also, Hasbro recently bought Saban's uh, Entertainment, Entertainment yeah, okay. and that was the last of Saban trying to do their another Power Rangers foray. But Pulling now, a Fox, mm-hmm. yeah, Keep pretty much titles. so. <laughs> and I'm okay. I as much as I did not like that movie, I liked where they could have gone. Yeah. The toys I liked were shit. Of the movie. Was yeah, Elizabeth so, yeah. Banks good in that movie? She was actually really good for being a hot Rita. Yeah, yeah. It was weird because <laughs> it makes you feel uncomfortable how much you were attracted to her. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, there's I, that. I saw some of the toys that they they announced at San Diego Comic Con, and there's a couple that I'm actually particularly excited about the X Men. Ones that are coming out that look like straight from the X Men animated series. Mm-hmm. Those look super awesome. They're also doing a uh, Thor from the Endgame movie where he. Yep. Looks well, they like had a whole Marvel oh, Marvel Legends. I just want that uh, one so bad. <laughs> Dad bod. Yes. Dad bod Thor. Thick Thor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm very excited about that. One thing that was also announced was. The Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they've had comic books, they have that movie. Uh, now they finally have some toys coming on out. And you can get them at GameStop. Pre-order them right now. They're going to be released, I believe, in November. These are actually some toys that legitimately look badass. They're going to be... 
They're retailing for forty nine ninety five oh, each. No, thank you. But they're two packs. <laughs> still, that's twenty five bucks. Uh, still a no, thank you. Uh, thing, but each of the turtles comes with. I'll wait till GameStop puts them on like ninety percent off. Yep. <laughs> puts them on that little, I mean, I, little yeah. corner. <laughs> I mean, you have the four turtles, and then you have Robin and Batwoman or Batgirl, Batman and Alfred with them, and then Shredder comes with Razal Gold. I mean, the accessories and everything; these look pretty legit. But yeah. as that price tag for me, yeah, those aren't for those aren't kids' toys. For sure. Yeah. Like, I'm, there's no way I would ever buy my kid a $50 toy set. Well, this is all pales in comparison to the Transformers Unicron toy that was announced. Yes. Uh, Hasbro Lab, HasLab, is one of those things, kind of like how Lego has fan creations mm -hmm. to make a toy happen. And they came out with this two-foot-tall um, giant Unicron. And this thing is beautiful. It's got these, like, almost bony wings. Like, once he's in his uh, robot form, he's got these really cool wings. Uh, very, for me, reminiscent of, if you're a StarCraft fan, um, Queen of Blades character there. So she's got, like, these almost, like, there's no, it's bat wings minus the skin between the bones. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and it's, it's straight cool. up what his transformation looked like from the original Transformers yeah. movie, there's been iterations of this, couple horrendous. I, uh, myself, got, I want to say it was the 2014, maybe it's 2012, there was a version that was... Much smaller. A legendary one. Oh, yeah, very it's smaller, but the articulation and the transformation looked decent. This, everything in it, just looks gorgeous. Yeah. But, Except for the price tag. <laughs> but it uh, needs 8,000 backers by uh, the end of August, and it currently has 1,600. So there's 41 days left to get another 6,389 people to, or 79 people to be like, yes, I'll buy it, and then they'll finally release it. I, so. That's one of those things of, I in my life can't afford that, but if there was ever anything... That I'd want for Christmas or my birthday, guys. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's that. $575? You got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like you that much. It's, uh, but it would, it I don't is even like my own child that much. <laughs> the, the biggest uh, Transformer toy ever created. Hmm. It is pretty around. cool looking. I mean, they say that every year. Like, I have the one of the Transformers. <laughs> what's this one? Uh, Metroplex. That was the biggest Transformer ever. I mean, it fucking says that on the front box there. Well, now you have to get rid of the box, Tony, because it's not. Because it's not true Because Unicron's anymore. coming false, in. False advertising. Yep. I also saw there's a um, movie-accurate Boba Fett helmet coming out from Hasbro, I think. $118 for that bad boy, but who doesn't want to rock a Boba Listen, Fett helmet? if I can put it on and it has a heads-up display, yes. <laughs> Marks my enemies, shows yeah, where my think rocket's going to go. I think it just lights up, and then the little, his little antenna thing, his bloop, yep. that, you can move that up and down for $118. Those are the two things that you get. Listen, and a Boba Fett helmet, I guess. <laughs> if someone's willing to pay me $118, I might just build them a Boba Fett helmet ah. with a thing that goes up. <laughs> How much do they have to pay you? 
118 for the yeah. same price? Maybe yeah. the same price? I'll put it for them. Fit, you to, know their, fit to their head, though. Yeah, yeah. Which is I'll, important. I'll cut off $10. Okay. Well, now now you got me sold. I bet you, because I bet you this is not for fat-headed adults, either. It's probably for children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you do Amazon shit where then, but also shipping and handling is 30 bucks. I'm going to be paying Make a little more. extra, yeah. <laughs> Get them. Oh, there is a lot of exclusives. Uh, I partly am still regretting... Not getting that Macho Man. I mean, that was only thirty bucks. I could have afforded that. I didn't need it. It was a very adult decision that you made, and you should stand by it. I. But adults <laughs> can change their minds when they want. That's what makes us adults. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna talk a lot more of some toys coming out the pipeline as well because there's a whole other day of San Diego going on right now, yeah. and they're gonna be announcing more toys. Um, but one of the last things that I did want to mention, going back to Transformers, is these Transformers bot bot toys. Bot bot? Did you say bot bot? Yes. They're Bots, um, the BOTS acronym toys or whatever. Transformers have pretty much originally were cars and airplanes and everything. And then there were some weirder ones that could be a cassette tape or, you know, a... Um, camera uh now they're moving into the realm of everyday anything <laughs> it's they're, it they're like literally copies of paper. the mcdonald's toys yeah, that's, what, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what i was thinking yeah. too that's when i was ones. hearing about these yeah um these are going to um or these have already been launched and a new series is coming out of these they are small ridiculous Transformers. You want all of them, don't you? Not all of them. There are some, though, I've started looking up more into them that are kind of cool with what they transform into, but for me, it's all about the articulation, which these don't have a lot of articulation, but how it can That's go That's right, from... ladies. He needs to know if he can play with them before he <laughs> buys them. <laughs> you have to have lots of articulation. <laughs> Many points of articulation. So, when you get a toy, you want it to do what you think it's going to be. Some of these Transformers toys, you just pop back the hood and there's its head and arms and there was no transformation. That's not a Transformer. That's just a hide-to-go-bot. Yeah. Um, that's a Power Ranger. Yes. <laughs> so I really want it to be able to hide everything that made it look like a car when it transforms into a robot or, for the most part, do that. Look at Generation 1 Optimus Prime being that. Sure, his front looks like a truck, but when he's in a truck mode, you don't see arms, legs, or anything, and then you're yep. like, holy shit, that looks like amazing transformation. These, some of these do that on a hilarious scale, such as this uh, toilet plunger and toilet paper uh, combo <laughs> that I've seen. There's one in here that looks like Master Shake. <laughs> I mean, legit, he just yep. looks like... Master Shake. I'm just I'm just sad that I'm just now finding out about these from San Diego Comic Con, because these things are weird, but are also pretty awesome. Other than that, that's kind of most yeah. of my. The only other thing I saw was the trailer for the Harley Quinn animated series that's going to be on DCU. Um, and actually, like, DC University. Yeah, DC Universe, the streaming app. Um. It's definitely for adults, not for kids. And it is the current Harley Quinn, the pigtails and her relationship with Poison Ivy and all that stuff. 
Uh, the only thing that bothers me is she does, she it's Kaylee Cuoco who's doing the voice, the chick from Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. She does not sound like Harley Quinn to me at all. When I hear Harley Quinn, I hear like just a little bit of like a you know an accent, a Jersey accent, or something like that. I was gonna try to do my Harley Quinn, yeah. but but she does not. Sense. It's not. So it's it's Mr. a little off putting <laughs> to hear it just with like a straight, like no accent accent. Uh, but it also looks super fun. And it's like, they described it as the Batman universe meets um, Looney Tunes, because it's going to get real ridiculous because it's Harley Quinn. Mm. She's like the Deadpool of DC sometimes. Mm. So, that'll be fun. All right. Um, Booze in a book this week is House of X, Powers of X preview number one. This is a free book. Mm -hmm. And... Right at the beginning, Jonathan Hickman says, you know, what you have in your hand is ultimately going to be filled with nothing to give anything spoilers away, but probably some covers, probably a couple excerpts from the story, probably a couple interviews. And ultimately, that is what this turns into be. And one of the things that was kind of uh, revealing, um, I'm liking the art for these mm-hmm. books as well. And very curious what is going on here. I'm happy he's saying I'm going to be around for many years. This is just the beginning. They have it planned out. I'm not liking it because now I'm going to be definitely buying more mm-hmm. X-Men books. Yep. But there's also some more questions and answers, some facts about what this is and the um, different books, what they're focusing yeah. on. More importantly, you find out it's not... The powers of X. <laughs> yes, it's the powers of ten. Yes, that is you know some or one of the questions should this be called powers of X or powers of ten? Uh, what? And that's a good question. He goes, it's pronounced powers of ten. You'll understand why when you read oh. the series. And there's a couple other funny uh, things within this part, but ultimately it was a really good previews book. I've read many previews books that really didn't get me excited for. Yeah what it was this did enough hyping up there's some interviews with some of the artists uh, on these books and i think it's gonna be great booze in a book yeah this is booze in a book so the booze that i'm pairing this with is grandmaster juice from revelation craft brewing company because they revealed there's a revelation in the grandmaster jonathan oh. hickman oh. yeah i see that explain a little yeah. bit more um this is uh a double IPA, Imperial. A um, little bit juicy. Um, well, you don't like those? No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like them because they get me drunker quicker. Ah, yes. So, that is Booze in the Book this week. Cool. Anyone else got any last uh, things to talk about? Okay, so, Snowpiercer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... Oh, right. I thought you were gonna keep going. <laughs> and Helm's character is Charlie. Ah. ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I now have to rewatch it. <laughs> All right. Quote for you: When you tear out a man's tongue, you're not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. Tyrion Lannister. Because mm. fuck those people for not wanting to listen <laughs> to their fans ask them questions. Uh, with that, <laughs> thank God this is the final. That, it was Ed Harris, not Ed, Ed Helms. Not Ed Helms. I'm so silly. And I think we need to make a pact right now that if Tony talks about Game of Thrones 
any more, he has to give us all money. Ooh. I like money. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's three out of four. What if they finally announce the fucking books are okay. being released, but I that's, can't talk about that's it? That's different. That's, that's new stuff. Yeah, but then <laughs> we got to have like a cutoff point. <laughs> a you moratorium on seasons yourself. one through eight. Yes. Yes. But they're still that bad. Yeah. Time to move on, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> well, everyone stay thirsty for what is undoubtedly going to be more news coming from San Diego Comic-Con 2019.